Welcome back to segment number two of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. In this segment, HOAs, HOAs, HOAs. We're going to talk budgets and dues and spending of the money and what happens when they accumulate what seems to be millions of dollars and uh, should HOAs really invest their money at in- no interest whatsoever. We're going to talk all kind of things HOA related. Let's, don't forget that we want to connect with you. We want to talk, go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments, push back, share ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and we'd love you to do that. And you can also subscribe to our podcast. Without further ado, let me welcome Michael Crew of Homeowner Management Services. Michael, welcome. Hello, Cleve. Hey, well, let's let's talk quickly. Um, it is budget time for homeowners associations for next year. So it is, and and some of them might be finished, but it's budget time for HOAs for next year. So let's talk about that. HOAs are such an interesting subject because um, it, it's really people either have a love or a hate relationship with their HOA. It's normally not in between. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, but but maybe there's a lot in the middle. But I've seen people they're they're either big fans of the HOA and what the HOA does, or you know, they, they think that the HOA is, is probably doing less than he should. And so when you get into the time of year where you're creating your budget for your homeowners association, there's got to be a lot of um, a lot of conflict around that in local HOA boards and stuff like that. So anyway, who decides the budget? Who sets the budget for the association and who determines how much the dues need to be in order to take care of that budget? Well, Cleve, you're right about the conflict. Okay. Although, uh, my own personal experience and some national surveys that are done by third parties indicate that uh, the vast majority, close to 80% of homeowners are satisfied. Okay. With okay. Homeowners association. And, and the people that are really disgruntled are really a much smaller minority than even that, but right. they're very intense mm-hmm. as people that are agitated tend to be. Absolutely. So who sets the budget? Yes. Well, that's another one of the irritators because okay. Associations are representative forms of governance. Yep. The community members elect board members, and by doing that, they delegate the authority to make all the community decisions through the board of directors. So the board of directors sets the budget. Uh, some communities might have a budget committee, but ultimately the directors decide all the dollar amounts. So if you, as a homeowner in the neighborhood, who's not uh, on, and you're not on the member, you're not a member of the board of directors of the homeowners association. If you want to try to have some influence over the budget, what would that look like? I would assume you would, uh, connect with your board members, all of them, and tell yep. them what your thoughts are, maybe show up at a couple of the meetings before the budgets yep. are decided. What, what else What else would happen if you wanted to influence the budget? Exactly. The, the things that homeowners can do are to speak to their board members. Okay. Uh, they can, they can, you know, communities are made up of lots of different demographics, I guess, and, yes. and philosophies, but fundamentally the homeowners should reach out to their board members or their management company and say, I, you know, I have some thoughts about the budget. I'd like to tell the board some ideas that I have. And they could do that in writing or they could make arrangements to come to a board meeting. Uh, almost all boards that I've ever dealt with have some kind of public forum yep. where they allow homeowners to come and speak to them. It's kind of like the city council meeting. You know, you you get on the agenda That's and you right. say, this is what I'm going to talk about. And they allot some time for you. 
uh, that I think the biggest thing would be that homeowners could participate in the budgeting process. Right. Uh, it's very easy to stand back and say, well, we shouldn't pay that much for a landscaper or the flowers cost too much or why is our pool telephone cost almost a hundred dollars a month? Right. Mine's only 30. Right. Well, get involved and learn why the pool telephone costs a hundred dollars a month. So, so that's, that's interesting. And do. thank you for bringing up that subject. And, and you may or may not know, but, but I mean, what percentage of the time when people are complaining about the way the thing, way things are in a homeowners association, what percentage of the time would you say they actually understand it? And what percentage of the time are they just, and, and, and I could be as guilty of this as anybody, because if I didn't like something, I might try to be vocal when I didn't quite understand it. So I'm not putting this off on the listeners today, but I mean, would it be 50, 50? What would it be? Yeah, I think the numbers are higher than that for misunderstandings. So I think, uh, there's a lot of uh, conventional wisdom that's just not accurate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I call it the flat earth theory. The fact you look at the end of the earth doesn't mean you'll fall off when you get there. Uh, okay? is, it's just not true. That is okay. totally true. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. The answer, I'm Cleve Gaddis. In addition to being a real estate broker and a team leader right here in Metro Atlanta, I'm the host of this show. I'm joined on the line by our expert contributor, Michael Crew of Homeowner Management Services. Michael, I think after the last show you were on, you got a question from somebody in some outlying county uh, asking questions about their HOA that I think maybe had been defunct or something. And I want to encourage anybody who has any questions, yes. you can either reach out directly to Michael or you can reach out to us at gogaddisradio.com and we will hook you up with Michael. But were you able to help that gentleman? I did write back to him and offered him some thoughts. And I had hoped he would follow up again because I think his issue was, as you just implied, pretty big. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know how it turned out. I haven't heard from well, him. Well, and so. maybe, maybe if he's listening today, maybe he will follow back up with you, but I, I invite so. everybody to do that. If somebody wanted to reach you directly, what would be a phone number or what would be the way they would do that? The, the best thing they can do is email me. Okay. My email address is Mike at HMS dash net. Okay. And then if you can't remember that, just go to gogaddisradio.com, click on contact us, tell us you want, you want to be hooked up with our HOA expert and we will absolutely do that for you. So who decides what the homeowners, the homeowners dues monies are used for? Once again, representing form of governance, it's the board of directors. They decide how to allocate the annual assessments uh, for expenses or discretionary items or some things that they're required to do. Uh, many times, if you look in covenants, there are specific requirements that say the biggest one is insurance. It says the board will carry this type of insurance in these amounts. Got it. And so they really don't have any choice about that. Right. Uh, and then there's other things they're obligated to take care of, like, you know, providing for the care of the amenities or landscaping maintenance. I mean, the, and then there's some discretionary things like uh, newsletters or websites or social events. Uh, so the board tries to allocate that money in the best way that they can. And some of the the spending is determined by the association's documents, but probably very little of it. Most of it is at the discretion of the current board members. Is that correct? Right. Yep. Uh, I, I, it's at the discretion, but only in the oh. sense of how much. I mean, covenants all say the board has an obligation to maintain the common areas. Got it. So they have to do that. Right. And they, and they must maintain the facilities in a, uh, in a safe manner. Okay. And by, by safe, I mean, well-maintained. Right. Okay. And when boards don't, I hate to say this, but 
the Surfside condominium co collapse is a perfect example of oh, yeah. not maintaining, not meeting their responsibilities for years. Wow, that was in it, it led to a disaster. Fort Lauderdale, Miami. That was Florida, correct? Yep, it and was the, in Florida, and the whole building collapsed, as I understand the whole it, building for, collapsed because it was not maintained correctly. Because the uh, superstructure, the concrete reinforcements had not been maintained, and they knew it. I mean, they had a 17, 15 or seventeen million dollar project, but they had put it off for years. The building was over forty years old; it should have been maintained. Wow! I hope nobody was hurt in that. I don't remember when that happened oh, a few there months were. ago. There were a hundred oh deaths. Oh my there were a hundred deaths. So I should terrible. have paid more attention to that when that happened. That just gave you just gave me chills thinking about that. I can't imagine somebody uh, dying as a result of something the HOA has done or has not done. Uh, in this case. So homeowners associations will sometimes accumulate um, large pots yeah. of money. And and I'd love to talk about, first of all, why that is. And then uh, that money, is it supposed to be invested? It, should you put it in the stock market? Is it supposed to be <laughs> risk? Should you get an interest rate on it? Let's talk about what should happen okay. with that money. We've got about two minutes, two and a half minutes left in the segment. Okay. I can squeeze that in. Awesome. So there's 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 two buckets of monies that associations have. Okay. One of them is their operating funds to pay their daily bills with. Okay. And the other one are their reserve funds to pay for the replacement of assets that they own. Mm -hmm. So that's putting a new roof on the clubhouse okay. or repaving the parking lot or things that are getting used up over time, consumed over time through wear and tear. Right. And, right. And those reserve funds can be huge dollars. Right. Huge dollars. We've dredged uh, uh, lakes, yes. uh, stormwater retention lakes, and spent four hundred thousand dollars on that project. Wow! So, well, and I know in you, some in big money. Yeah, in some cases, when you have gated communities, or maybe in all cases, the yeah. HOA is actually responsible for resurfacing the roads every 10, but, 20 years, whatever the heck it is. And talk about big money are. there. Yeah, it's about a tw between twenty to thirty year cycle, and it's tens of thousands of dollars. So HOAs should be budgeting on an annual base annual basis how much money they need to save in order to cover the expenses of things that wear out and need to be replaced exactly and I every would, year they should put aside a little money for replacing the roof yep. if they've got a roof to replace yep. well let's say you had to do it money at, yeah, if you had to do it every uh, let's just say 15 years then really if you're not saving one fifteenth every single year then you're probably going to be behind when it comes time to t and i'm not saying that's the right number but yeah. you're going to be behind it's one fifteenth plus the the increased cost. Oh yeah, so, over time. I mean, it, it goes up. So yeah, it is. Especially so, in times so the, of inflation like today. Yeah. <laughs> and and the inflation is one of the challenges because boards are fiduciaries. They have a responsibility to protect those in those funds. Right. So they cannot invest them. Ooh. They should not. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say they cannot, yeah. but they could. Yeah. Would be a terrible practice. Yes. Yes. They can't invest them in risky investments. No. Okay. And and the stock market, Vanguard funds, <laughs> you pick whatever your 401k There's money is. There's risk. In. Those are all risky. There's adventures. risk. There's risk. So, so can HOAs so earn any interest on their money? They they can. Okay. They can. There's no prohibition against it. Okay. It's just that as you lower risk, you lower the return. I mean, we all learned that in economics class. Lower risk, lower reward. Absolutely. So associations are pretty much limited to CDs or yep. insured money markets. Yep. And as a matter of fact, if their money is handled by a management company in the state of Georgia, it must be FDIC insured. insured. Love it. Michael, that is a legal requirement. Michael, I definitely want you to come back. We're out of time in our next segment. Will there be a housing bubble? 
Do you hear it about ready to pop? Bankruptcies continue their trend upward. Zillow is selling thousands of homes in the U.S. How many are in Atlanta, Georgia? We've got that and more. Stick with us. We'll be back.